Boom. How's that for some noise? All right, I think I'm good now. Check, check. Yes, we're in. This is WRFN LP Pasquo. You're listening to Radio Free Nashville. It's good to start off your show with a boom, huh? That was for you. That was for you, everybody in the world. I'm Creepy Steve. You are in Ghost Town. And I have a very special guest today. Very special guest. I've featured them before, but it was kind of on a a minor level. It was quick. They were among many others on that one program. So I'm going to dive a little deeper today and uh, next week, too. I will be here next week. So it'll be an Easter Sunday part two of Da 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 The Cure. That's right, formed in Crawley, West Sussex in England, 1976. They experienced several lineup changes, but the constant being Robert Smith, vocalist, guitarist, lead songwriter. And uh, I'm going to take you through the, uh, the early goth phase. We're going to experience four albums today, some singles, some Peel sessions, and we'll end it with pornography. That's the album, not the, uh, the stuff that your uncle's into. <laughs> and your creepy Steve friend here. I'll just be transparent. Why not? I'm a man. I have needs. All right, we're going to get right into it. Here's the single that started it all from 1978, Killing an Arab. It's The Cure in Ghost Town. Stay tuned.
I just sort of fell into it. Very early on, when I was about 13 or 14, it was a good excuse. We used to be able to get out of certain lessons by going to the music room and pretending that we were in a group, and there's about sort of, seven or eight of us. And out of that, there was about four of us carried on through until when we got to about 15, we decided that we'd try and arrange a couple of concerts. Um, and that was obviously, that was Michael and, and Lowell and a kid called Mark. Um, but it, the whole thing just sort of like tumbled and picked up momentum. All right, that's Robert Smith of The Cure right there. And uh, you're killing an Arab, the first single. Uh, the original lineup that actually was bearing the name The Cure is uh, Robert Smith, Michael Dempsey, and Lowell Tolhurst. And... Uh, uh, in 1978, December of 78, they recorded some Peel sessions for uh, BBC Radio 1's John Peel show. And uh, this was broadcast on December 11th in 78. And the recordings were released on a 12-inch vinyl CD and also a cassette in 1988. Uh, music journalist Jeff Apter has called the session just the seal of credibility the band needed. All right, a couple tracks here off the Peel sessions starting with 10:15 Saturday night. It's The Cure in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve.
started the group, I really didn't expect it to, to um, be successful. It wasn't my ambition. I never really cared if it was successful. I, I just wanted to be an artist when I was young. I wanted to make music that would last. I wanted to make music that would make people kind of feel things for years and years. Essentially, a vehicle for me to express myself, I suppose. That's Robert Smith of The Cure. You heard a couple tracks from the Peel Sessions. Fire in Cairo and 1015 Saturday Night. Hence the hiss. But man, those are great performances. And as I've said before, and I'll say many times again, once you're in with John Peel, you are in. As long as you can keep up your chops and keep your momentum. Man, I mean, that's the springboard that all those bands in the mid-70s in, in England and, and, and beyond that, uh, that's what they needed. That was the big deal. Everybody was listening to The Peel Show on BBC One. Uh, punk rock, Edge, with the backing of Big Business. Quite the combo, and it made it work. All right, I'm getting into the first record here, Three Imaginary Boys, which was released May 8th, 1979, on the record label Fiction, and later released in the U.S. and Australia, with a different song track list and a different title, Boys Don't Cry, even though uh, Boys Don't Cry was not released until after the album on the original well, the original release did not include Boys Don't Cry, let's put it that way. It was released as a non-album single in 1979. And we'll get to that in a few, but I'm going to start with this first record, The Cure in Ghost Town. It's Grinding Halt. I'm Creepy Steve, Radio Free, Nashville.
I'll tell you what's coming to a grinding halt. CD2 player, the bane of my existence. I'm going to do the old switcheroo here real quick so we don't have that tick, 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 tick. The old digital sound that we all know and love, right? Okay. Continuing with The Cure, off the first record, Three Imaginary Boys. You just heard Grinding Halt. Here's another day for you. You're in Ghost Town.
Another Day, The Cure from the debut album, Imaginary Boys. Three Imaginary Boys, excuse me. There's three of them, make it known. The record company apparently decided uh, which songs were going to be put on the album and also decided on the cover artwork. Uh, This was all without Robert Smith's consent, and uh, this upset the guy. For all Cure albums since, Smith has ensured he's given complete creative control over the final product before it goes on sale. Here's a special track. This wasn't supposed to be on the album, uh, but of course, you know, the record company wanted it on there. But it's pretty cool. It's a uh, it's a sound check uh, with vocals sung, sung by uh, Michael Dempsey, and uh, this is a you might recognize this. This is a Jimi Hendrix cover. I have the Cure with you right here in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. This is Radio Free Nashville. No long. Three Imaginary Boys came out. <clears throat> I can remember going to our local record shop and and just seeing it there. It was just I was like, that was it. I kind of like achieved my ambition. I could have just stopped then, really. Nothing was ever quite as dramatic as that as just um, seeing that first album cover. You know, because you can't think that's never going to happen. Across the door 
Imaginary Boys, the title track off the debut album by The Cure. And that's going to wrap it up for that album. I'm going to move right along here into their second single. Um, this is a non-album single um, by, by Technicality, as it was originally intended and released. Um, Boys Don't Cry is the name of the track, released in June of 79. Uh, and The Cure embarked on a tour with Susie and the Banshees, supporting them. It was the Join Hands tour. And uh, Smith was pulling double duty each night. He performed with The Cure as the guitarist and as the guitarist with the Banshees when uh, John McKay quit the group. And this experience had a strong impact on him. Here's a cool quote from Mr. Robert Smith. On stage that first night with the Banshees, I was blown away by how powerful I felt playing that kind of music. It was so different to what we were doing with The Cure. Before that, I'd wanted to be like the Buzzcocks or Elvis Costello or the Punk Beatles. Being a banshee really changed my attitude to what I was doing. Here's Boys Don't Cry, the 1979 single, The Cure in Ghost Town.
1979 seven inch single by the cure jumping someone else's train that was released in october of 1979 the third single from the band and soon afterwards dempsey was dropped because of his cold reception to material smith had written for the upcoming album apparently Um, but in the meantime a spinoff band was formed comprised of smith tolhurst dempsey gallup hartley and thompson Uh, that's simon gallup who is uh, going to become a, a real fixture of the band on the next album moving forward. Minus a slight hiatus, but we'll get into that. Uh, backing vocals from Assorted Family and Friends on this next track and lead vocals provided by their local postman, Frankie Bell. This was released as a 7-inch single in December under the assumed name of Cult Hero. Here they are in Ghost Town. <laughs>
nothing to lose I'm a cult hero 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 I'm ahead of my time You'll never rule me Cause I'm all mine Crowds part for me Cause I'm so strong My time is coming And it won't be long I'm a cult hero Pay my dues I'm a cult hero Got nothing to lose I'm a cult hero Cult Hero, that's a little side project, super group, if you will, of uh, former, well, current at the time, former and future Cure members, and the Postman, their local Postman on vocals. How about that? Moving into the second album now, 17 Seconds. This was recorded at Morgan Studio and released on April 22nd, 1980, also on Fiction Records. Uh, this is Robert Smith's production debut, which he co-did so with Mike Hedges. And after the departure of uh, bassist Michael Dempsey, Simon Gallup became an official member and brought along uh, his friend keyboardist Matthew Hartley. Uh, This is the band's first um, single into the top 40 of the UK singles chart. A Forest. It's The Cure. You're in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. This is Radio Free Nashville.
was only really when Simon joined in 1979 and we did the 17 Seconds album that I thought for the first time that I was involved in a group that could actually do something. After The Cure had done the tour with the Banshees, um, Michael, who was in the bass player, didn't like the way the new material was going. He thought it was a bit too gloomy uh, and like stripped down. So because Robert and I were friends, Robert came round one night um, and just asked me if I wanted to join the band, which was very nice. Um, and been in there ever since, except for a year when things were going a bit wrong.
the cure play for today that's off of the second album 17 seconds and apparently due to budgetary restraints this album was recorded and mixed in seven days on a budget of between two and three thousand pounds uh, which resulted in the band working 16 or 17 hours a day to complete this um, in hindsight, it's uh, been considered, the album's been considered an early example of gothic rock, and it ended up reaching number 20 on the British album chart. So this was a big, big step for the band. I've got another one for you here. M. This will be the final track off 17 seconds, then we'll move right into the next record. The Cure and Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. This is Radio Free Nashville. <laughs> CD2. Thanks a lot, pal. Real nice. Let me try this. Uh, let me try one more thing here. See if I can rid us of this terrible, terrible digital noise. All right. I'm going to play this song again. It's a good one. I hate to destroy it with the digital interference. This is M, The Cure, from 17 Seconds, Ghost Town.
wrapping up the 17 seconds album that's the cure hanging in ghost town with me creepy steve moving into the third album faith released in april 14th on or april <laughs> let's try this again released april 14th of 1981 also on the label fiction it was a commercial success in the uk it peaked at number 14 and stayed in the album's chart for eight weeks and uh, this uh this album continued the gloomy theme from the previous record, 17 seconds. Gonna start off with, let's see, I'll go with the uh, the Holy Hour, and then we'll get into the uh, the single primary that they released before the record. I'm gonna play, yeah, I'll play the Holy Hour first. All right, Ghost Town.
the holy hour. That's the cure. I like that. <laughs> That's off the third album, Faith. And uh, continuing the uh, the gothic sound from the previous 17 Seconds record, you're listening to WRFN LP Pasquo right in the backyard of Nashville. This is Ghost Town. And at this point in the band, the band's career, uh, Matthew Hartley had departed due to disagreement with uh, the musical direction they were going. Um, this left the band as a trio, as they were in the beginning, just Simon Gallup now on bass, Walt Tolhurst still on uh, drums, and of course Smith, lead vocals, guitar, songwriting, all that good stuff. Here is the uh, single that was actually released prior to the record. It was released March 20th of 1981. Primary, it's The Cure.
period of like 17 seconds faking pornography always sticks in my mind as a, as I always think of like Simon and me in that period. I mean, Lowell was not, was pretty much a peripheral sort of figure in that pornography. Man, CD2's got to go. I'm starting to get upset now. All right. I didn't intend to talk right now, but it's cool. I got one more track for you off of Faith, the third record by British band The Cure. You're hanging in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. Here's Doubt. CD1 it is, only. It's going to change the flow just a little bit. It's all right. Figure this out here. Bear with me. 
Rolling with the punches. That's what life's all about, right, people? Okay. Let's see here. Okay. Here's the non-album single. This was released after the album Faith, 1981. Charlotte Sometimes is the track. It's the cure in Ghost Town. So close. 
Charlotte sometimes. It's a real trebly version of that. Not a whole lot of bass going on there. Oh well, what are you gonna do? I'm still having fun today, folks. I'll be honest. It's been uh, it's been a challenge, a more technically challenging program this time, but I'm feeling good. And um, we're about to get into my uh, favorite Cure record of all of them, right in the heart of the the early goth sound. It's their fourth record, and uh, was released in May of 1982 on the label Fiction. Once again, it was the first album with a new producer uh, named Phil. Thornali, hope I pronounced that correctly. It was recorded in RAK Studios from uh, January to April 1982, and the sessions saw the group on the brink of collapse with heavy drug use, band infighting, and group leader Robert Smith's depression. Um, this fueled the album's musical and lyrical content. It's a beautiful record. It just uh, it spawned a, a you know a, a hiatus of the band. Uh, Simon Gallup left. And uh, the band ended up recreating their sound, basically, for future recordings. But uh, this is great right here. I'm going to start it off with 100 Years. I'm going to play not every track off this one, but I'm going to play a lot of tracks, and I'll play them in order as well. So if you're a fan, here you go. It's The Cure, Pornography, Hanging in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. This is Radio Free Nashville.
100 Years, that's the first track off of the fourth album by the band The Cure. Pornography. Pornography. How about that? I like that word. Don't you? You should. Everybody else does. Let's admit it. Uh, these guys are great. This is a fantastic record. Um, they were at the brink of collapse, just not in a good place in their personal lives. But they created something really beautiful here. And I'm going to go ahead and queue up this next track for you since I'm down to one player. No bueno, but it's cool. We make it work. A short-term effect. It's the cure in Ghost Town.
a short-term effect. That's the cure off of the fourth album, Pornography. I'm going to queue up a little interview clip for you here with the man Robert Smith as I get closer to the mic once again. Thanks for bearing with me during these uh, troubling times with the CD player. CD player 2. Curse it for me. If anybody can uh, can uh, support me on this, please do so. Curse CD player 2 right now to yourself and to the universe. Okay, here's Robert Smith from The Cure. You're in Ghost Town. At that time, everything had just got too much. Really, the, the whole thing had become too intense and very depressing. And uh, just everything seemed to be wrong. And we didn't seem to really be achieving what I wanted us to achieve. It just, I don't know, we seemed to be sort of stagnating. And me and Simon were just fighting all the time. And eventually it just got to the point where um, Simon left. And... There's just me and Lowell left, and I, I just couldn't face... After how close I'd been to Simon and how good I thought the group had been for about two years as a three-piece, I thought, no. And um, we didn't seem to have got anywhere, really. I mean, we'd made pornography, which I was really pleased, you know, really proud of, and um, no-one else had liked it. And it just everything it sort of seemed to be going wrong, so I decided just to go off for a few months. So I just sort of disappeared. I, I took a tent and went camping around, dusting around England. And... Um, I just found that I was writing songs again.
Siamese Twins, The Cure Off of Pornography. You also heard The Hanging Garden. These are some great tracks here. For the Ages. And uh, let's see here. I got a quote from Robert Smith regarding the album's conception. I had two choices at the time, which were either completely giving in, which meant committing suicide, or making a record of it and getting it out of me. He also claims he really thought that was it for the group. I had every intention of signing off, he said. I wanted to make the ultimate F-off record and then sign off The Cure. Whew. Powerful stuff there. It was a dark time for Robert Smith and the other guys. And um, it's reflected in the music. But man, such great stuff here. This is actually my jam coming up. And I'm going to try CD2. This is so stupid of me, but here I go. I'm not the smartest guy anyway, so... Sticking right along with the theme of my life. It's the figurehead, the cure, right in Ghost Town. I'm Creepy Steve. This is Radio Free Nashville.
Scott's for Roadshow. I, I phoned the office like once a week just to see, you know, how everyone was and what was going on. And uh, they'd asked us to play, so I thought it'd be good just to say yes, even though we didn't have a group. And that would force me to do something, because I was getting even worse, I was getting more depressed. And so um, we just sort of we threw together, I don't know, a group from nowhere and just went and did it. And it was really, I suppose, part of it was I was sort of trying to prove to Simon, looking back, that the group could carry on without him. It was sort of, there was a kind of pride involved and that the sort of the songs and the idea of the group was more important than any of the individual members. It was that sort of idea. So I thought, I just need to get anyone with me on stage and just play songs, photography. It was actually set up as a promotional exercise for Let's Go To Bed. And we were supposed to do Let's Go To Bed on it, but at the last minute we changed it and did songs from pornography. We had like two weeks from being told to actually perform in, and it was all just thrown together and it was really good fun. And I actually enjoyed myself like I hadn't for about two years, and I felt really like I was singing.
little stereo effect for you there. A Strange Day, that's the cure off the album Pornography. You also heard the figurehead in there, Siamese Twins and the Hanging Garden. Getting right through this album. Love it. Great stuff here. All right, I've got one more for you off the album, and it's also going to wrap up the cure for today. I'm going to parlay into next week. I will be here, and we'll continue with uh, the career of this fantastic band. Okay, one more off of pornography. Here's Cold. You're in Ghost Town. Radio Free Nashville. I'm Creepy Steve.
Wrapping up with The Cure, that's Cold from Pornography, the fourth studio album from the band. And we're going to continue with them next week. I will be here on Easter Sunday, so please tune in. And I'm going to take off here. I'm going to go do some duties for the day before I have to get back to the grind tomorrow. Sundays are great as well as depressing. I'm good until it starts to get dark, and then it's like, ah... All right, stay tuned for RFN Weekend. Make sure you look up Ghost Town with Creepy Steve on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on it. Find me. Going to carry you out with the Melvins here. Radio Free Nashville. Shut up the burning